morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening to Get Loud Now, welcome to the show. This is the show where we are for modern day parenthood. We talk about lighting the torch, blazing the trail, because there is no guidebook for the moderate to right side Christian family. And you are trying so hard to maintain your values and raise children that are good humans. And we see you. We see you. We understand you. And girl, we are with you. Or sir, you too. We understand the isolation, the self-advocacy, and the need to really step into the awakening. Because if you are on the cusp of an awakening, girl, let me tell you what, it's coming your way. It's not fun. I'm kicking and screaming through it. But we're doing it, and it's happening. So I'm Kate Brockmeyer. Renee Callahan. Samantha Kohler. Jessica LeBron. You guys! <laughs> it's been a morning. Thank God people are so patient with us because um, Preach. It, it's just always an adventure around here. We, If you've been to the show before and worked with us, then you know that we record uh, just flex and I'm learning. So it's always a learning curve. But you guys, I'm so stoked to have Jess on because there's a lot of things that Jess is doing. And she is one of those people that when someone tells you like you need to know her, you're like, damn. I need to know, I need her. To know her. <laughs> I need to follow her. I need to be friends with her. Okay. I am coming for her. Like, she doesn't even know. Like, she has okay. no idea. I've been stalking her for a while. Okay. So I'm super stoked to have her here. I like to be stalked. I'm into right? that. Like, I, right? I'm, in, I'm into it. I'm I mean, flattered. I dig that space. Yeah, I, I do, too. I mean, as soon as Kate told me about you, I was like, ah, Facebook, oh, ad mm. friend. Okay. <laughs> That's how you know you're finding your tribe, right? right? It's like when you're finding your people and you're like, yeah. oh. These people get me. Mm-hmm. And y'all, the need right now to find your tribe and find your people oh, is so important. Gosh. It's we're just really going through a lot of turmoil. I mean yes, we are. even this morning we had a lot of hang-ups. So, you know, we're working through that life. But you know, I am I posted a Facebook the other day and then I went in Facebook jail for twenty four hours, which was really fine. I, kind I mean, of who hasn't break. been in Facebook jail recently? I needed the break. Anybody <laughs> who has like an actual, you know, stance and backbone. Eh, right? We get we get censored a lot. Censored. It's okay. Censored. <laughs> That's how you know you're doing something right. Yeah. Right? But I'm kicking and screaming right now. I, I mean, I can feel it shedding. I can feel the growth. I can feel all the things, but y'all, I'm I am kicking so, and I'm screaming. Going through it in yep. a moment. I mean, growth is not easy. Growth, <sighs> I mean, Instagram makes growth look all cute. It's like, oh, look at me drinking my smoothies. Mm-hmm. It's like, girl, on I was vacation. in the bathroom on the floor this morning crying. <laughs> right. And you see these designer bags. Y'all over here with Birkin bags. I got designer bags under my eyes because <laughs> I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> right. Like, don't, like, I'm so sick. Let's just put a Gucci Are there people sleeping? I don't right. know what who it, those people are. Who right. I'm sleep not. What? I don't no, sleep. No. I'm up at three every day. Yeah. I saw, every day. I saw you say that this morning. And I and run I like, all oh day gosh. long. Mm. But I'm up asleep by 9.30. So, Jess, tell us a little bit about your gig. What's your story, girl? Break it down for us. Oh, y'all want the story? Hold on to your wig. This (laughs) is real. So, yes, I am Jessica Laurent. Um, I am a mom. I am an entrepreneur. I am all of the things to some of the people. Um, Yeah, so right now, I'm, I'm building a brand. Yes. I'm building, you know, I'm stuck between two worlds because, you know, when you start building a brand, it's like, okay, I'm really good at a couple of things. Like, which, how do I want to show up with people? So I'm either showing up in my mom's space because I think I'm a boss mom or I'm showing up in, you know, the, the space that got me to being a boss mom, which was right. dating. So I'm deciding if I'm doing designer dating or this whole boss mom thing. So I'm working on that right now. I'm building a brand like you really have to say, like, how do I want people to see me? So right. I'm, I'm in that space right now. But again, I'm doing a school board thing, um, yes. which is ghetto. 
Okay. It's hood, girl. Yes. It's not for the weak. This is the ghetto that, like, I I thought I came from the ghetto. Like, this is something I've never This is like the undercover ghetto. It's like the secret ghetto. Somebody should have prepared me for this. Like, the hood didn't. Man. Man. Is it like watching Yellowstone? I'm really into that right now. (laughs) I think I'd rather be on Yellowstone than write for school board. You know. There's a lot of shady shit on that show. I have not, I have not got to experience that, but every white person that I meet is like, (laughs) Yellowstone. I'm like, Okay, honey. Man, man, <laughs> losing my white card. Like, I lost my black card a long time ago. Okay, I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, girl. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh my god, that's great. so oh, oh, you don't like greens? Oh, oh, oh you don't it. play spades? Oh, no, we don't play those games. My mom spent 17 years in prison. Oh, can I get it? Can, can I, I get it back? Can I get it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I am momming so hard right now. The whole school board thing. The schools are super ghetto and super crazy. I got involved with schools because. When I figured out what critical race theory was, I was like, oh, this is not cute. And I have a blended family. So I'm like, oh, so dinner time. What's it look like at my house? I sit down and tell my white daughters to apologize to my black daughters. Do I do I I give them oppressor Mm T-shirts and I give them oppressed T-shirts? It's like I'm throwing them into a war and they on different sides. How do I navigate that? And I don't believe in anything that you're saying. And, you know, as a mom, as a woman who was a teen mom. Grew up in rough surroundings. My mom spent 17 years in prison. My dad, 10 years in prison. Um, Abuse. Everything you could think of. Like, all of that. I worked my butt off to get to this point. And for anybody to tell my kids or give them a filter to say, you can't achieve something because of the level of melanin in your skin. Mm -mm. Mm. You Mm -mm. basically said, forget everything your mama told you. Forget everything Mm -hmm. she showed you with her life. You don't get to do the things that, honestly, you got got these well-off black people telling other black people, you can't do what I did. I did it, Ugh. but that's not, it's not for you. Like, right. that's, I'm, it's I'm so disempowering. Like, disempowering, is that a yes. word? It's yes. awful. Yeah. That's like looking at your kids and saying, hey, I did this, but I just, I don't think you have mm, it in you. you don't. So don't right. just stop trying. Like, what? Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. So you're, you, you, you're using my kids or people that look like my kids to push an agenda that harms all kids. So that kind of, that, that got under my skin. So I'm like, I'm all in, I'm doing this. So here we are, you know, several months later. Well, and your district's pretty like popping for the Midwest. I mean, it's like sort of the Loudoun County of the Midwest, you know, people are very aware of that district and, and what's happening. And, and there's a lot of division. Um, And the division for me these days is really what's, I keep trying to go back to like figure out like when did this division really kick in? Like when did it get to a point? And I do find myself in spaces where I'm like, I hate that person. Like yeah. I hate them. And I hate being someone who hates people. Like right. that's not my gig. I could hate you and I would still stop on the side of the road for you if you had a flat tire. Like, right. Oh, really? But I'm, oh. I know you're not that boat, girl. I know. But I'm starting <laughs> to cross that's over. How I found my, that's how I found my ex-husband. I was lost in this black <laughs> cowboy which you never see comes up and helps me and I was like where is Ashton Kutcher because it's gotta be (laughs) this black boy with this cowboy hat on like what is happening yeah so you know you never know what you're gonna find when you help people on the side of the road I mean you know that was a little bit meant to be I guess we'll go with it you know but that's the thing you know like I start looking at these divisions and these school board meetings I've watched many I've watched quite a few of the district meetings for your district and You know, which, can you tell everybody which district? Nah, is? I don't know. Oh. Do you want to drop that? I mean, I'm in Rockwood. Okay, y'all yep. can find she me anyway. As I as mean, right, as most as you, people, most people should me. know when you say <laughs> the hot district yeah. right now. But you know, maybe the viewers don't know. When and you look up Jessica Laurent, you're going to see my face <laughs> splattered all that is over. True. Yeah. You know, all these town halls, and I'm out here just being real ghetto, and people don't know what to 
to do with me. So, yeah, like, there's no shame in that. Like, okay. I mean, well, I mean, we didn't discuss that before. Like, right, right. Come, <laughs> come to the hood. Right, come see me. <laughs> we didn't discuss that before, so I want to double check. Yeah. But, oh my God, you know, I think that um, I, I always keep telling people, like, I want these school boards to be representative of the parents in the district, yes. right? Most, well, our kids are in Catholic school. We don't have school boards. <laughs> what we do have is fucking nothing to write sure. home about. Yeah. Uh, we're not getting anything on that. So, <laughs> you know, I want them to sit at a stalemate. Because yeah. I think that if they set it a stalemate, then they're forced to compromise, right? Yes. And that compromising is what really makes truly good change for all. And I realized something this week in my my frustration because I am just, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm not in a good headspace. I'm frustrated all the time. Like, it's just not getting any better. And I realized that if our schools were saying to these parents, because I'm a pro-parent choice for masks. I hate the fucking mask, but yeah. I'm pro-parent choice, yes. right? Yep, same. If these schools were telling us that no masks were allowed and these kids couldn't wear them. I would fight for that. I would be fighting mm-hmm. for that. I'd be yeah. going fucking ballistic yeah. for your right as a parent so, to so make that I'm choice. At, yeah, if you, if you, we, I mean, if you just, we have to choose. Right. I am the parent. I know my child. Let me do my research. Let me, you don't even give us the decency to give us the data to why you're making that decision. Yes. Right. You just make the decision and you don't give us data. And when we give you data that says, the decision that you made is based wrong. on wrong, wrong information. Then you just look at us like we got shit on our face. Mm-hmm. Like that's the problem. They look at us like we're crazy. You don't. You don't have to be held accountable for the decisions that you make. So as right. I'm in the mix with this, it's like no. You have to answer my questions. You have to say this is why we did this, and we can talk about it, and I can agree or disagree. But you just you feel like you don't have to answer to me at all. We right. pay you, right? And right. that's a problem. Uh-huh. You Literally know, we pay you, right? Okay. I mean, all day long. Yes. And, and and that's, I think, you know, somehow we've, and guilty, like super guilty. I've never voted in a school board election. Yeah. Ever. Never. I haven't either. Yeah. Um, partly because I hate voting in November. I have to get my children out of the car. It's <laughs> effing cold. There's a book called uh, What the Fuck the Constitution Actually Says. And mm. it's so good. And I've been reading it. And he puts in there, like, you know, these are my shorthands, like FYI or IMO, you know, in my opinion. And one of his opinions is that we should move, like, election days into warmer weather because we are More no longer. And to a Saturday yes. or to a national holiday where yes. everyone's off work. Like, how many things of the system are already in place to debilitate all people? Right. So much. Yeah. God, That's when you do research and look at some of the stuff, you're like, that is so shady. Right. Yeah, but, like, I mean, you made a good point that, yes, we, as parents, we kind of dropped the ball. Right. We just sent our kids off, and we we blindly trusted that you had their best interests at heart, but you didn't. And so now, as as we come to the realization that, no, you didn't, we out here and we're doing the work. Okay? We acknowledge, yes, we did that. Yes, we dropped the ball. Yes, we gave them over. But... We're right. not going to keep doing that. So that's that's the difference between people who won't acknowledge the, their part that they play. We we played a major part in this. We gave those kids to you. I gave it you. to you, right. Yes, and now I'm saying I'm taking it back. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have to do it, if I have to do it with force, because you got too comfortable. Mm-hmm. You thought that you could get that over, and you could because I let you. But we done with that. So, so far too comfortable. Jessica, yeah. was there one incident or one event, one thing that led you to say, okay, I'm getting in the trenches and I'm fighting this for my kids? So I mean, I really felt personally attacked with this whole diversity, equity, and inclusion thing, the messaging behind it. You know, you're lowering standards for for black kids, the the method that you want to use is not closing the achievement gap. So it's like 
you're basically telling my kids that their hard work doesn't matter. You're basically telling them, forget what your mama told you. Like, you are really going against everything my life has brought me to. That's a personal attack on me. That's so that that was really it because life is going to be hard regardless. Regardless of what color you are, regardless right. of where you come from. It's not from, meant to be easy. It's not meant to be easy. I need you to empower my kids to work. I feel like you are taking away their future by focusing on mm-hmm. things that don't matter. And because you're basing it off a false narrative, like a lot of this came around the police brutality. Right. So the whole Michael Brown thing sparked this movement. People are still living on the idea of hands up, don't shoot, and that's not what happened. Ugh, girl. So preach. you've built this whole movement, this whole woke movement based around something that really didn't happen. And now it's just snowballed and it's everywhere. Talk about all branding. The time. Yeah. Branding and marketing. Yeah. Holy so shit. That's, these are my my black daughters. So now all of a sudden you make an assumption when you see them because you've read some book about what black struggle looks like. You're not giving them a chance to thrive. You're not giving them mm-hmm. a chance to live up their, to their potential. You see them in a certain light because of your, your professional development that the school is encouraging you to do. Right. Now you want to, you, oh, you have sympathy or you feel bad for my black kids because now you want to be an anti-racist or white fragility or all these things that doesn't help my kids. Both my daughters speak Chinese. That was their first academic language. They have a unique struggle. So when you look at them, I don't want you to look at them and say, oh, is it because your mom is on food stamps? Because your mom doesn't read to you? This book I read said this is what black... (laughs) No, they can't read because they learn Chinese first, and I need you to be equipped to help kids with different abilities from different backgrounds, not assume that you understand a black struggle, not go into this whole white fragility. That doesn't help my black kids. When you look at Rockwood... Only 25% of black kids are proficient in reading. Ugh, it's it's across what? the state like that. 25% and 17%. 17% with math. But they got plenty wow. of time, girl, to rewrite history. Don't talk to me about history because they can't read the history. Right. What they does have it matter no what you put in a book if they can't read it? Right. Yeah. Teach my kids how to do the basics. If you if my kids know how to read and comprehend things, they can learn anything. Anything. Even if they don't decide to go to college. Shit, that goes right. for exactly. all kids. Ex- I mean, right. Yes. <laughs> Do your job. Why are you dumping all this money and time into DEI when your kids can't read, right. when they can't do math? It's, it's just like, this is insane. This is absolutely insane, and we got to stop this mess. We, we have to. So that's, that's really what. It's like you're not giving my kids what, I'm, what I ask you to do. This is, you have one job, which is to educate my kids, and you are not doing they're that. They're dropping the ball, but you're, they don't care. They don't care. They don't. They don't. They it's don't. like they're almost using, using the black children – to get what they want. To push an and agenda. And they're using it and hiding behind that. Yes, to push an agenda, to push a false narrative, to divide to divide the country deeper. It's a divisive thing. It's like if we are divided and we're focused on things that don't matter, anybody can come in and they take sneak, over. They sneak on in. Anybody can come in yeah. and take over. So not only are they dividing us with race, because it's like, you know, they couldn't. So when you look at the Marxist dichotomy. Our middle class is too big to yes. really do the whole bourgeoisie proletariat. We couldn't do that. You know, our middle class is huge. That wouldn't work. So how do we divide them? How do we, we divide just, the middle class? We use something that they've already struggled with, which was race. Our country has a history of struggling with race relations. So we just gonna op- we just gonna open the womb back. Let's up. just open it. Let's just take them stitches out. Yes, regardless Let's- of all the progress we've made, regardless, you know. Well, Everybody's talking about slavery now as if slavery was an American invention. Right. That's a human thing. 
all humans, oh, it's, it's everybody owns slaves. Yeah. Right. There are people that still have slaves. There are slave trades that was much larger than the one that we had here. Right. But we want to focus on that. America was the exception. Nobody abolished slavery the way that we did. Right. So it's like, you know, they disregard all the progress that we made to focus on some narratives. Again, that's divisive. We could not split. Our middle class is too strong to do the class thing. So we're going to do race because that's already what they struggle with. And so now they're running with this. It's deeper than that. So it's, it's not this. It's not about racism. It's not. It's about control. How do we weaken mm-hmm. them? We divide them. We divide them with sexuality. We we demoralize yep. them. So it's it's a huge takeover. It's deeper, and they just distracting us with BS. I feel like race didn't actually divide us as well as they wanted us to no. yeah. initially. I initially. feel like that's where they've, so and they and they're stuck. To so now it's teacher versus parent. Yes, that's where we're at now. And I'll be honest with you, people think I'm against fucking teachers all the time and all this BS, and they'll come at me, and teachers will come at me, and you don't understand. First of all, I did I did work yeah. in a school system I refer St. Louis Special School District with severely aggressive and self-injurious kids in Parkway I've got a really broad understanding I've sat in IEP meetings I have done all kinds of things I've worked with kids that I think everybody should spend a year working with for SSD like you need to work with these kids that nobody gives a shit about and they've got shitty ass IEPs and you need that experience like you need to get your ass kicked by a 14 year old boy mm-hmm. who's eight feet fucking taller than you are and he's coming for you yeah. you know like you need mm-hmm. that but What I think now is that I think teachers are modern-day slaves. Mm. Overworked, underpaid, underappreciated. Yes. And they are so, because they've gone to universities that were um, entrenched in neo-Marxism, right? They are so, the Kool-Aid that they are drinking by the (laughs) gallons. Man. Oh, And only being furthered, right? Yes. You teach my kid for one year. Not even a full year. Right. Nine months. Really, I think it comes down to seven and a half months when you look at the actual weeks of it. Mm-hmm. And yet, you have this innate need as a teacher to teach these things. And then when you get called out on it, you can't, you're like, you, it's like a tantrum. And yeah. then you dig your feet in deeper. I'm coming for you. Yes, as yep. you should. As I you should. birthed those babies. Yes. I prayed for them. They're mine. They're yes. not yours. The classroom. Know your place. Should be values neutral. Yes. The only class, oh, the only absolutely. value in there should be the value of education. Yes. The value of the academics. proper education. Yes, absolutely. So you don't get to come in there and indoctrinate people's kids. Right. You don't, oh, you have so all bad. these different worldviews and perspectives. Our lives have created us and we have mm-hmm. these different perspectives. You don't get to put that on other people's kids. That is something right. we do at home. And then when you're dealing with a population that may not have a strong value system like the black community. Right. You want to give them your values, but you can't. That's not your job, right? You can't do that. That's on the community at large. Black people have to decide that we want to change our value systems. We have to look at the results we get with the values that we have and see how that's harmful. But until we come to that realization, nobody can fix that for us. Right. When I was a young teen mom, like nobody could fix me. I had to decide I didn't like this. I had to decide mm-hmm. I didn't like this abusive relationship. I had to decide I didn't want to be used. My grandmother could talk to me till she was blue in the face. I had to choose self-awareness. The man in the mirror. That's the woman. That's it. So yep. so the school needs to get out of that. You you're not in the business of changing people's morals and values. That's not for you. You're here to when they decide that they value education, you're here to provide the best education that you can. Mm-hmm. But now when they decide, you're not even on your job. You right. can't give them what you're supposed to cuz you're focused on so many things that you're not supposed to be focused on. That are on. not are, moderately irrelevant in this space and intentionally designed 
to divide and conquer. And I mean, they want your kids to be in a space that if the government came to your kids and said, do your parents do X, Y, Z, your kids would say yes, yes. or no. That's what they're looking for. That's what those surveys that's this, are. That's what exactly that social, what emotional those surveys learning are. and all of that. Ooh. You asking questions that you should. Don't worry about what I do in my house. My kids come to school. They are fed. They are taken care of. All of that. Right. Don't worry about what time we get up. Right. Don't don't worry about who we pray to. That's not your business. Don't worry None about of their business. That's, exactly. that's that's not your business. So it's like stay in your lane. Right. Exactly. You know you you. You, if you can focus just on academics, maybe you wouldn't be so exhausted. Maybe you wouldn't, you know, you, why are teachers taking professional development about white fragility? Oh my gosh. Oh, girl. How don't to be even an get anti-racist. Like, mm-hmm. why is that a thing? How to be an anti-racist is like the number one workshop in the United States for uh, teachers. It's disgusting. And, and if you, I can't even. And then, it's you know, so you, easy to be anti-racist. Uh, you, you treat If you feel like you have same. racist teachers in your schools... And you haven't fired them? Right. That's right. a problem. Right. right. Yep. Where's the logic? Oh, oh, I know you're a racist. Read this book. Mm-hmm. Let me get this book will get the racism out. No, if you well, if you well. really feel like that, that teacher is a racist, they need to be fired. If you right. have met a real racist, you know you're not changing them with a damn workshop. Okay. Nothing. You're not. If you Nothing. have actually met someone who And is how degrading like is it that, right. for them as individuals to then be pumped with all of this stuff from the time they're 18 years old? which is a fairly influential space in your life right. till the time that you're 26 years old and you're two years in on the teaching gig. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have come for you for eight years. Mm-hmm. And now, and so they, it's almost like the opposite of the military, right? Where the military in some ways, and maybe it's changed over the years, but in, when my brothers won it many moons ago, you know, it was a breakdown to make you more rooted and patriotic in our country so that you did sacrifice your life for it. Mm-hmm. We're doing the same thing to teachers, but yeah. we're breaking them down and degrading them as people. And then it, now if they don't get vaccinated or they don't believe in masking and they're not enforcing it enough, they're bullying the hell out of them to get them to leave, to replace them I mean, with sh- someone who falls fuck- in right. line. Teachers so. are, you know, I mean, I, God, I mean, teachers are seen outside of the school living their own personal life and, and getting called getting out. called out getting you know people calling their boss principals saying i saw this teacher at the grocery store without a mask my child's in danger shut the fuck up okay stop. i can't even Mind your business. Stop. leave these right. teachers alone that is the, they are living their life and they are they're doing what they need to do in the school setting leave them alone but in thanks their to social life. media we've, de- uh, we've erased right. all of those boundaries and yeah, so now we believe that we have control and an opinion and an opportunity well, to inject ourselves and then you have these principals who are bullied into giving these parents their way Mm-mm. like oh it's, you know i think it's wrong that you know this teacher's being called out for something that happened but you know what these parents are really mad so let me go talk to this teacher no well, you need to stick up for your teachers yeah. right yeah like, like you back them up Yes, absolutely. Tell those parents they can go to a different freaking school. What do you think was one of your, like, number, like, when you were going through that teenage years and getting into your 20s, I don't even know how old you are now, girl, but (laughs) as you were getting into that space of figuring out how you were going to advocate for yourself and starting to see, like, I need to add, like, we talk a lot about advocacy. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a big thing around Mm -hmm. here. Like, every episode falls into some form of advocacy because that is what we are being called to do is to self-advocate, medical advocate, advocate for our kids, the whole shebang. So when you look back on that time, I can think of very specific events in my own life that occurred that forced me into a realization, an awakening um, of of self-advocacy and really going after whatever whatever I needed to shift shed change whatever 
do you have anything that when you think back to that, you're like, mm, it was this moment. I was right here. I remember <laughs> when. What does that moment look like? So I have a couple of moments. Um, what really made me realize that I had to do this for myself and that the systems that they told me were in place to help me weren't actually there to help me. So I remember going in a welfare office when I was 17, just had my daughter. Like, I'm like, all right, like we doing this. Like I need some help. Like, cool. Cause it was normalized. Like that's right. what you do. You're young. You have a baby. You go get on welfare. Cool. Went in there. They gave me everything I wanted. Daycare, food stamps, healthcare, all of that. I'm like, yes. Like look at me thriving. I'm a winner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really killing it. Um, and so I knew that that wasn't for me. Okay, so growing up, my great-grandparents had different sets of kids. My grandfather had kids before he met my grandmother, and they were, like, doctors and lawyers, and they would come over for, for Christmas and Thanksgiving. I'm like, man, these people got it. Like, they were married. They were. It was something different about them, way different than my grandmother's, like, ghetto-ass family. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that. I was always a kid that was like, mm like, that's not. Like, I would lie and tell people my mom was, a lot, like, yeah. living with us like we had a normal family Aww. a structure Aww. like all of that like nobody yeah. knew she was in prison so it was always a piece of me that was like mm -mm, like I don't want to be like that like that's not who I am so watching them I'm like I know I gotta get married like they yeah. super educated I should probably get educated so I watch because it's like I want that so got married to the cowboy <laughs> from the highway <laughs> love it um, so we are um you know trying to build our family he gets leukemia oh. um at like 23 Oh, and, you know, nice little battle with cancer. Um, it was just a really interesting time. He was running a trucking company, lost the company, um, got on disability, all the things that you do when you get cancer. Right. Um, just had a baby. So here we go. Aww. Mary just had a baby. And we're like, you know what? We can go to the welfare office. We can go back to school. Now that you got disability, we'll go get some help. Like, we'll, right. you know. They're going to hook us up. Right. Let's just go because we need it. And we can go get, we can go finish our degrees. Like, we both had some college credits. I'm like, cool. We went in that welfare office. Oh, wait, no. So when I was 17, I remember sitting next to this woman who was with her husband, wor both working on master's degrees. And they were, you know, we just had a baby. We need some help. I remember her walking out crying, and I never knew why. I was like, mm, so what's up with that lady? Like. They just gave me everything I wanted. Um, so fast forward five years, cancer, baby, marriage, all of that. We went to that appointment, and this lady was like, oh, you pay $800 for rent? Like, mm -hmm. you don't have to do that. And I was thinking, girl, we live on the south side. Like, we still hear gunshots. Like, this is this is just not us living on the north side. You know, she like, y'all both trying to go to school? Like, you don't have to do that. One of y'all can work. This lady literally asked me, who do you think you are? Mm. They gave us barely nothing, like $16 of food stamps, like no daycare, because it, it was like, I thought, I'm in there with my head high because I didn't got married, right. like we're going back to school, and it was like, oh, that's why that lady was crying. Right. They denied her, and I was like, there's something flawed about this. Like, I know two people who purposely did not get married for years, yeah. because as soon as they would have got married, they would have stopped Lost getting help. So I realized that system was set up. Yep. To, I didn't really know at that point that it was like to break down a family, to incentivize women to not have men around. Yep. Like yeah. that destroyed our community. So I'm at that moment, I'm like, no, you got to do this on your own. Like you have to rise above this. Mm -hmm. You have to be better than this. You have to provide us. Like if you want what that family had, like you really have to hustle and grind for it. And these kids are watching you. Yep. These babies are watching you. You don't get to. You don't get to have an excuse. You. They can't eat excuses. What you gonna right. sit at the table and be like, "Sorry, what happened right. was, mm, sorry, we don't have food on the table." So it was like that moment where it's like, "This is not 
no, that's not the life that I want to live. They're not going to give me anything. Like, if I want, if I don't do what they want me to do, right. then I'm on my own. So then I just started hustling. And, you know, my marriage ended in a divorce, but it was it was all good. We, we good. Um, and so, good. yeah. And so now it's just me. Yeah. It's just me, her with these kids, and they are watching everything I do. And then I realized as as they start getting older, especially girls, they mimic you. They mock you. Their, oh. their actions. Oh, my gosh. They start yes. saying things that you say. They start doing the things. And I'm like, man, like those mirror neurons are firing. Like, I got to get right. myself together. So that was the second defining moment mm-hmm. where it's like they don't do what I say. They do what I do. What do I want them to do? How do I want them to show up? I want them to love themselves. You better love yourself. You better figure out who you are. You better get through that trauma. What you got to go to therapy? Cool. We going to therapy. Right. Whatever you have to do. So understanding that I am the one person that they go to and I'm showing them what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a friend, what it means to be a hustler, what it means to be a mom, what it means to be a partner. Like that's all right. me. It's do or die. I don't get to decide they really what do. they choose. They're sponges. And I noticed Absolutely. it with my girls too. My, my oldest is eight. And my husband and I have noticed recently, I mean, it is like mimic, like mirror oh, mimic. my middle child is my carbon and, copy. But yes. like, it was like a... Good and bad. It okay. was like a, re- it was a real awakening for me. You know, I just had a, a baby seven months ago. So obviously when I see myself in the mirror, I'm not like the happiest ah, with yeah. myself. And, you know, my daughter heard, overheard me one time, like crying and complaining to my husband about it. And then all of a sudden, within a couple of days, she looks in the mirror. She's like, mom, look at the, like, look at this dot on my face. Like, how can I remove it? And I was like, uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> Stop. Right. Nope. And I, you know, gave her that talk and I was like, honey, I'm going to work on it too. I got to work on it, but we'll, we'll do it together. Like you're beautiful no matter what. But like it was like, I cried about it. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like she's going to, I don't want her growing up with these images of herself, like, but I got to do it myself too. Yeah. I get all of this. This on me. Like I realized this is, this on me. You don't get to blame this on nobody. Oh, you want to, cause I went through it long, a long time. Like, Oh, I can't show up and communicate. I can't thrive in a relationship because I've been abused or Mm. I didn't have my mother. That's why I'm a bad mom. And no, honey, when you get done, those (laughs) kids are still here. So it's like, I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of these excuses. Cause the excuses got me nowhere. I'm still in the same predicament. It didn't change a thing. So I'm like, no, I gotta, you, you better figure this out. So here we are. Like I'm, I'm thriving. Like when you look at, when you look at my life, so Born and raised with my great-grandparents. Um, my sister was sexually abusive because I guess she was sexually abused. Um, she was physically abusive because she lost her parents. Like, she was with my parents for five years before yeah. they went to prison. So she's dealing with trauma, which I didn't understand at the time. But right. she over-sexualized me, so now I got sexual trauma. Then I go to this man because I didn't have my dad, and he's, you know, to validate me. So here I am 15, he's 21, all kind of wrong in her. Mm-hmm. Um, sexually abused by a guy that I was babysitting for, for his family, Ugh. in the church. Like, we we, we uh-huh. all in the Lutheran church, and he's paying me money for sex. I'm, I'm 16. This man had to be 33. Ugh. Had to be. Me not understanding, me not having anybody to talk to, 15 and pregnant. Mm-hmm. Pregnant for months until, like, the last week, and ended up with an abortion. Like, mm-hmm. my life has been this whole thing, and I'm like, do who do you need to be to make sure that your daughters can come to you when something happens? Yes. That you can guide them so they don't define themselves by somebody touching them. And they're, they're not over-sexualized and they don't have to give themselves away. And they're not being abused, all of that. So the mom that I am today, my kids tell me stuff. It's like, I did not want to know that. Like, I did, I really didn't. But I'm glad that you feel yeah, safe right. enough to say that. Absolutely. I don't want you to be in a bathroom crying because you need an abortion. I don't want you to be, you know, letting somebody abuse you and take advantage of you mm-hmm. and turn you apart. I don't want somebody else to define you. I want you to do that. So, it, like, this life is like that. That made me. 
if I had to do it all over, I would do the same thing every time because that gave me the skill to empathize, yes. to love on people, to meet people right where they are. I'm not flawed. I'm perfectly right. human. I'm right. human as fuck. Yes. I love that every moment. So I embrace that. I Thank let you be- for being brave enough to share because right. that's what that's where we learn. Yes. We, d- right. we don't learn everything in the classroom. We oh. learn from each other yes. and we learn from each other's stories. And if you're brave enough to come to the table and say, this is what I've dealt with yeah. and this, that is street how, smart. this is how we change it. Yes. Then where where do we go? I mean, yeah, because people are share. people have everybody has a story. Everybody has something that they are ashamed of or don't want to admit, or something that impacts them and how they see the world. You can transmute that. That pain becomes your power. Yes. Yes. Every trauma that I dealt with is now my superpower, and I'm owning that. Like that's what moves people. It's like I want you to come to me and give me everything you got. I don't want the cute shit. No. I don't want your accomplishments. I want to know what you what you feel like when you at your bottom. I want to know the right. failures. Like, give learning me that rawness. It's the learning from mistakes. Yeah. We hear it our whole lives. Learn from your mistakes. Burn learn from and your mistakes. learn, but baby. Seriously, burn and that's, learn. Burn and that's, learn. The, that's sometimes the only way it's you will learn. Kate Brockmire way of life. Hey. Yeah. I've always hey, struggled this morning. <laughs> I'm uh, legit. Uh, burn and learn is my literally my uh, life experience. But um, I was talking with some moms this morning with this like Melville moms group on Facebook chat and we like chat back and forth all, a lot of crazy ridiculousness right and um, they kind of keep me grounded and I was clapping back at them this morning and I was talking about self-sabotage right because mm. I think that self-sabotage is a huge huge disconnect in our in every community in every household all the time it's something I've struggled with for years yep. I still struggle I have Same. read books I have gone to counseling I have done therapy I have done all the things and I still struggle with self-sabotage right same and my husband and I are at opposite ends of the court right now I mean it is it is rough it's rough in our world and I feel I mean we are a mile we're hundreds of thousands of miles apart at the moment and I texted them this morning and I was like do you think that I'm like be honest with me like we're really raw and straight with each other it's like this odd group of little women that I would never like imagine that it would like fall into the space and like well this is weird yeah like I don't this is such a bizarre gig like you know you got this one girl that's got um a little biracial son and she drives to Windsor school district from Melville for her son to go to school that's far because that I don't even know where that is a girl it's real far it's out there but it's it's not that math optional they live in their best life she's like well you got this critical race theory bullshit out there like she's a gem Windsor's like I love her right past our Okay. Ain't too far. Yeah, that sounds Jeff- white. Jefferson it's, County. It's, it's real white. It's Yellowstone. White, it's, yeah. it's, pretty, oh, yeah. it's, it's all nice. Yellowstone. It's, it's real white. It's real white. <laughs> That's real my white. neck of the woods. <laughs> well, but so I like throw out to them, you know, like, does this look like self-sabotage? Because sometimes I can't see it. You know, am I self-sabotaging myself at my kid's school and, mm. and all of these things? And is this like another part of this pattern that I right. can get myself into? And, you know, thank God they were all very validating that that's not the case. Uh, but, you know, this shit makes you feel crazy. Yes. All of it does. Oh and all of it on every angle, on every aspect of everything. And they're removing your control and your power and your daily life from you and stripping it. And people say, oh, it's not really affecting the kids. Our kids aren't I bothered by it. My husband tells other me that one more time. parents say that. No, I that's hate. my own husband. Oh, well, They're not bothered by I'm it. Gonna come, I'm going to come for so him. So they may not be able to verbalize it. That's what I said. But they are bothered. I see it. My I daughter's see it. mental health is in the trash yeah. right now. Yeah. In the trash. Yeah. My other daughter's super aggressive. I've never seen her be this aggressive and just angry, like angry all the yep. time. And she may not be able to connect the dots and say, I'm angry because I got to wear this right. mask. But but for me, when I heard her say, I can't make friends, mm-hmm. nobody wants to play with me, and all these different things, I don't mm-hmm. know that's because you gave these kids a filter and she black and now they don't want to touch her because they don't know how to deal with it. I don't know if it's True. because she got a mask and they don't know her emotion because her eyes are 
weird. I don't know. Right, right. But I know that she's different, and I know that she's affected, and they can't say that. Right. That is for us to understand. That is for us to advocate for. Yes, you may not get it. We get it. When we see a change, and the change correlates with this whole COVID chaos, mm-hmm. that's when we got to jump in. They don't have the language yet. To, to advocate for themselves. I mean, my point. Da- I think there's my, fear. My daughter only had yeah. one. My daughter has only had one normal semester mm. because COVID hit that second semester of kindergarten. But she remember. She remembers you guys because she has told me, "When is it going to go back to, you know, kindergarten?" Right. Real, and I'm like, honey. I go yeah, listen. That's trauma. And I've straight right. told her. I have. I have told her. Go, honey. It might just come to the point to get you back to normal. You got to leave this school. And you know what? She asked me at least once a week. Am I leaving? Okay. Is it time? Is right. it time? Yeah. Come on. Is like. it time? And when am I just going to just have her back and do it? That's yeah. where I'm at. And I tell my husband all the time. I'm like, when are we just going to pull? We can sit and complain and complain and complain and fight this school and fight this school, which we pay. I go, why are we giving them our money? They don't care about, they don't care about our daughter. Well, that's they the thing. They, they feel what we're going through. Everything is in flux right now. Every yeah. There's no, like, foundation. Right. Religions are getting involved. Yeah. You know, politics. Everything is just. Well, now it's affecting friend groups. My daughter people. my daughter came home yesterday and was like, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so um, kept telling me I need to pull my mask up over my nose. And they told me I'm a bully because I'm mm. not. And then one told me that she hopes I just go and get COVID. Mm. The fuck did you say to my daughter? <laughs> okay. You're lucky you're an eight-year-old girl because I swear <laughs> on my life, if kids. you would have said that in front of me. I would have been pulling your mama out her damn house. Right, That's right. what I would have been doing. I don't talk to my daughter like that because she's not talking to you like that for wearing right. a mask. I don't right. see my daughter saying, you're a bully for wearing That's your mask. That's the worst part. Leave my kid alone. So Th- I don't teach my, you know, my kids. It's like if if people want to wear a mask. That doesn't make them stupid. Right. Nope. Like that just that's they just do things different based on the information that yep. they have. That doesn't mean yep. their information is less valid. You respect people and love people where they are. Yep. If they are nice to you, they're good people and they wear a mask, cool. Right. Let them wear if it. If they're shitty people and they don't wear a mask, they're still shitty people. Right. Yep. Mess with people where they are. Look at their character. Like we we miss that. Like what kind of person are they? You yep. want to judge them based on how they feel and their ideology. Like what kind of person? And that's what I, I tell my daughter. You don't every, have to agree. Every time she complains about it, I go, honey, I go, they're doing what they feel is best for them, and you're doing what's best for you. I'm sorry they're treating you Damn. like this, but ignore it. I probably need to, like, take this advice because uh, I have not been this nice. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> yeah. I told my son that uh, if anyone says to him, uh, your mom doesn't like masks or you're going to get COVID and die, that he should say, no, my mom doesn't like hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting to a space where I'm yeah. uh, I'm starting to run real thin. I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm Barney Hagen it up in here, and yeah. uh, that's my dad. And uh, I'm, it's starting to, you know, roll out for me um I have absolutely loved having this conversation mm-hmm. with you I am so thankful that you uh gave us your time and were patient with me as I work through my technical <laughs> difficulties um I'm gonna figure it out one day but uh we would love to have you come back oh and God, talk please. more let's get Same through time. April and look at May mm-hmm. and we can kind of recap back let's go on, up for drinks soon. you know like <laughs> okay. what's going on and what's happening and yes yeah, a lot and keep having happened. this conversation and talking about you know where you're going. I love the work that you're doing and we'll put all the, yes. the links and everything in the show notes, but I love the work of, I, I so resonate and believe that change does happen through loving, kind relationships. Yes. And I do believe that there can be systemic change within generations and cultures and communities by dating, yes, looking different and having different, um, uh, requ- I don't want to say requirements, but 
boundaries, self-advocacy, yes. and really holding true to your values, which I think is something or create that... create new values. New values. you come from a place yes, that girl, doesn't have truth. values, you have to create new values, and you have to explore what that looks like. Yeah. So it's... Right. Yeah, it's delicious. I can't wait. Okay, I'm so excited. <laughs> We're going to keep talking wait. about it. Yeah. We're going to keep talking about it. But thank you so much. And uh, you guys check the show notes to catch up with Jess and... She's got, you do a show too, yes? I do. So I have um, Thriving in Relationships After Abuse, which talks about, you know, balancing, you know, because I had a lot of abuse. And um, so the designer dating brand is popping up soon. So we'll have that out. I cannot Um, wait. Yes. JessicaLaron.com is under construction. So you can go sign up for, um, you know, the launch announcement and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's delicious. It's it's happening. Um, The Jessica Laron show is there. It's more political. That's not really where my heart is. So I'm kind of. Kind of transi- transitioning out of that. I took a detour, and hey, you, you got you got to realize. Good for you. Facts. So yeah, here we go. That's the best part. Here so. we go. Yes. I love it, girl. All right, we will uh, catch up with you soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Thank you. Oh.